Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly radio show and podcast where we'll be talking about the secrets behind living an inspired and extraordinary life. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Michelle Goff, who is the owner of Heart and Soul Branding and who currently lives in beautiful Northern California. Michelle is originally from the United Kingdom, and until recently, she worked as a top executive at Smashbox, which is one of the biggest cosmetics brands in the country. When that company was acquired by Estee Lauder, Michelle was one of the employees that the new management was looking to retain. But after doing some soul searching, she handed in her resignation letter and sent out on a quest to figure out what she wanted to do with her life. That's when she found a deep connection with one special horse. And that connection has become an integral part of Michelle's story of self-discovery. So Michelle, thanks so much for being with us here today and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And you know, one of the reasons I find your story so fascinating is you had essentially done it all. You know, you had achieved the American dream. And yet, once you kind of got there, wherever there is, you you started to feel like there was something more. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I worked very hard in my career to achieve success, as many of us do. And I thought that would bring me great happiness and plenty of wealth. Um, And I have to say it did in many ways. I was very proud of myself and my accomplishments. Um, But, you know, we built a brand. uh, It was a relatively small brand when I started. And by the time I left seven years later, it was a global brand in 60 countries. Uh, We'd grown tremendously. And that had a major impact on everybody who worked there. We gave our heart and soul to it. Um, So we were all pretty burned out, and at the time, I was experiencing a lot of uh, illness. I had back pain, I had insomnia, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, so my body was trying to talk to me, and I wasn't listening. Um, And so, you know, there came a point where I did listen, and I spent some time in nature with this wonderful horse I met. and you know started to really go deeper into deeper questions about what is my life about yeah you you know i'm so interested to hear more about the the horse connection and that retreat into yourself almost but um you weren't you didn't grow up with horses or large animals so how did you come to discover them or get involved with riding and and being around horses Um, Well, when I was 45, I lost someone very dear to me, uh, to cancer. And as she went through her dying process, I wanted to really be really, be very present with her and to be able to just sort of hold the space essentially and and just be a witness to her dying process. It was a really profound experience for me. And, you know, after she passed away, I had this kind of somewhat of a spiritual experience, I guess, where I I really realized like on a deep knowing level that I wasn't going to live forever. Like death actually does happen. It's not a, a concept in the distant future anymore, which I think it had been for me up until that point. And, you know, that made me rethink my priorities. What do I want to do with the rest of my life? 
Um, and so I made a bucket list. And the first thing I wanted to do was go skydiving because I was terrified of flying and heights. And I wanted to really overcome that fear. So I, I jumped out of a plane. I went on a scandum, uh, tandem skydive. Oh the second thing I wanted, yeah, the second thing was to climb a 50-foot rock face in the Mojave Desert. Um, so I went out and did that. I learned how to rock climb. And then the third thing I had on my bucket list was I want to gallop, wanted to gallop on the horse, on a horse. What I realized now all of those things had in common was pushing through my fears and experiencing a sense of freedom. Um, and so I went to the local equestrian center and I said, I want to gallop on a horse. And they said, well, you have to learn how to ride a horse first. And I was quite disappointed in that knowledge because <laughs> oh. I had no intention of wanting to learn how to ride a horse. I just wanted to gallop and feel it in my bones. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, so I started on my first lesson at 45 years old and I'd never been around horses at all and never been inspired to be near them. And honestly, Ellen, the second I got on the back of this very old horse they put me on, poor guy, his name was Dusty, uh, an old school horse who was really tired of life and worn out himself. Um, I don't know, something happened in me that just the smell and the, the, you know, being in that environment of the barn, being in nature again, being on, connected with nature, which is what the horse is. And I became very present. Uh, to some deeper power and deeper sense of myself, another part of myself that I recognized that I hadn't known before. And it was just like, I was in love. Um, I was in love. And my third lesson, uh, they made a mistake in the scheduling of which horse I was supposed to ride. And they accidentally scheduled me with a very advanced horse, this was a big ex-race horse. His name at the time was Bucky, which you don't ever want to get on the back of a horse called Bucky, really. <laughs> no. Um, but he was a huge horse, you know, 17-3 hands, which is big, and a race horse, a thoroughbred, which, you know, they're designed to run fast. And uh, when I realized that they had scheduled, scheduled me for this horse, I was really afraid, and my trainer was there, and I, I, she's like, there's a mistake. You're not supposed to ride this horse. But it was a weekend, all the classes were full, all the horses were booked, and the only horse I could ride was this one. So uh, I reluctantly got on the back of this huge horse. My trainer assured me she would watch out for me and that he was a good horse. And um, for the first time I experienced what it was to ride a horse actually because this horse wanted to be connected and engaged and move forward. And as I went through the process of letting go of my fear on the back of him and really starting to trust that I was safe, I trust, started to trust him, I started to trust myself. And I had this incredible, fun, light-filled, wonderful connection with this beautiful big horse, and I felt instantly in love with him. Um, and that horse, Bucky, who uh, I fell in love with, was the reason that I started to feel inspired every morning to get up before my corporate job and go take him into nature. I would ride him up into the hills and I would get off his back and just sit up in the hills and watch the sun come up. And I really slowed down. Um, you know, the horses are great at helping you slow down and arrive in the present moment. And I watched the, the 
dew, the moisture rise, you know, melt off the grass and the sun come up and I really got connected to nature and in that process connected to a deeper part of myself, my soul that was feeling very unsatisfied with my life, even though on paper I had a successful career, I was making a lot of money, and I was unhappy and I felt unfulfilled, and it was time to really check in with what was important to me now, and thanks to my horse, that set me off on a journey of being committed for the next three years to answering those questions, what's really important to me now, and who am I now at this stage in my life? I think this happens to women a lot. These are reinvention stories. You know, we have children, children grow up, they leave the home. If I'm not a mother, who am I now? You know, for me, it was my career. If I'm not a vice president, who am I now? And what's important to me now? And that happens a lot throughout life for women. And so, you know, this was the journey I started on to discover who I was now. Wow, that's that's really incredible. And when you so finally when you left your job you described that you you kind of simplified your life and you you almost went on a uh, retreat into nature and with the horses what was that like yeah it was incredible I mean I gave myself two years you know I had a little bit of money from the sale of Smashbox not a lot uh, especially after taxes not a lot um, so I was fortunate in that I am committed to giving myself the time and space I needed to really answer those questions without being under tr tremendous pressure. I did have to work part-time as a consultant, uh, to support myself and pay my bills. And I did that. But for the majority of time, um, you know, I moved, I left LA, I was living in LA at the time and uh, with my partner moved up to the Bay Area and uh, my horse ended up living at a sanctuary. Um, my girlfriend owned a horse rescue and she rented an old dairy uh, ranch and she had 30 horses there that were all rescues. We had every kind of horse under the sun from big draft horses that used to be PMU mares to Mustangs to thoroughbreds off the track. And it was 100 acres of beautiful Northern California country. Um, and so, you know, on a I moved my horse there and, and he went through a similar journey as me. He had been burned out from being a racehorse and then a school horse and was kind of, you know, over life and human beings. So I sort of set him free into this herd where he got to live as a horse and rediscover his horseness, as it were. Um and so for me, going there every day, it was a, it, it centered me. It was like a meditation. I would sit with the horses and just listen to them chewing grass. And it was very peaceful and calming. And there was no agenda. And I got to be on horse time. Um, and in that space, I slowly healed. My back got better. I mean, you know, my insomnia got better. I slowed down. We live in such a fast-paced life nowadays. Um, and I was able to really slow down and connect with nature. Um, and, you know, it was an incredible experience. It was very healing. So that's what I did for two years. I was committed to that healing. Yeah, that that sounds amazing. What a what a great experience and what a gift you gave yourself to be able to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and you say that uh, during that time, you kind of started to formulate the vision of your new company. So with Heart and Soul Branding, you help companies uncover and tell their stories, which is their brand, which is their why, why, why they're in mm-hmm. business and, and what they're doing. Um, so this is a process that you take people to, but part of this process when you're working with your clients can involve coming in and doing some immersion work with the horses, which I find so fascinating. How, do, how does that work and how does that help the process? Well, I'm going to answer that question by telling you how it how I changed as a result of being through horses because I take that process that happened to me and that became the basis for sort of the process I take my clients through. So being immersed in nature and first of all getting really still and calm and grounded uh, helped me access a deeper knowing. It's kind of a wisdom that we all have within ourselves. You know, you can call it spiritual wisdom. You can call it consciousness. You can call it the natural order or the force, life force, whatever you want to call it. You can call it God. Um, You know, getting still inside and present really opened me to the interconnectedness of all things. Myself with the horses, the horses with the land, the land with the universe, the universe with our solar system. I mean, it just, it, it sounds kind of out there a little bit, but it was something I experienced inside of myself that, uh, and it was kind of like a download that I got, a spiritual download while I, in that stillness and in that meditative process, it came to me this knowing that we're all interconnected and that, um, you know, nature provides, like there's a natural order of nature that provides all good things for the success of nature. You know, that order is to be trusted and that order exists in everything. There's a natural order that wants wellness, that wants thriving and success and, um, you know, wholeness and good health. And as I was able to sort of tap into that, um, I had this epiphany that, you know, business, business can become a healer. Business can be a process that can be for the force of can can be a force for the greater good of all like if everything's connected then business is connected to everything and business the the source of business i mean business when it first started when we were trading it was all about the benefit of you know all of each village of each person and we've sort of gone away from that business has become in many ways a negative force on our, on our environment on you know, our health on the way we live in in our desire to try and create efficiencies and create profit, uh, we've moved away from the founding source of what business was about. And so I sort of had this epiphany that business could be a force for good and that government was not effective anymore in creating change on our planet. And the business, a conscious business, a business that understands the interconnectedness of all things, um, can actually be a force for great social change in our world because business has more power now than it ever had. And brands are really kind of leaders and they have a voice that can communicate very powerful messages that people align with or not. So I had this great opportunity to uh, approach business in this way, approach business strategy in this way. And, you know, 
I sort of said to myself, I can, I can go out and teach this. Like this is a knowing I have. And, and, and it was actually the way I grew Smashbox um, sort of organically, organically and intuitively without understanding the process behind it. I just did it. I mean, but I was able to sort of see the process I needed to take brands through. So, you know, I hope that explains um, how it works, how I got the message and where it starts for me with clients is helping the founders or the leadership team figure out their purpose because everything comes from purpose. Everything comes from the why, like why are we here? Why do we do what we do? Why are we inspired by certain things? And, you know, behind that in inspiration is a natural force, a natural energy, a natural order that wants to create wellness and goodness and success and thriving in the world. And that's the same order that's in nature. So, um, you know, what I do, the process I take people through is or teams through is I help them figure out the why of their business. Why did they start it? Because behind every why of why anyone starts a business ultimately is they want to create positive change in the world. It's, it's always there at the source. And so I take them through a process to figure out the why. Why did they start? What is the story of origin? Because that's where your purpose lives. It's always in your early stories of what inspired you. And when we figure out what that purpose is, um, then I can help them build a storytelling strategy around it um, and an engagement strategy. So now we tell that very impactful, inspiring, and often empowering story to your audience, your customers, and they align with it because it's, it's about human values and there's a resonance and they connect with it and it feels meaningful and purposeful. And we're living in a time where we're lacking meaning and purpose. So, you know, in addition to creating a product or a service that meets the needs of humankind, we're now also telling a story that meets the needs of our, our need for meaning in our lives. Mm. And so the two together become a very, very business, uh, very, very powerful and effective business strategy. Um, but you have to actually walk your talk and fulfill on, you know, all the parts of that promise uh, in order to have success. But what I noticed, and I met other people at the time who were doing this way more uh, on a grander scale than I was. Um, and what we were able to, what I was able to learn from them and, and re receive from them was data that showed businesses who were actually operating this way that were purpose-driven businesses brands that stood for social change were uh, I think about five times more successful in terms of the things we measure for success you know as in employee retention employee fulfillment growth progression of growth and profit so purpose actually equals profit. Suddenly people were very interested in that. Like, oh, <laughs> it's not just that we feel good. We're actually doing good and we're, we're thriving as a result of it. And that's what I'm talking about, that natural order that provides the greater good for all. Um, when we come at life and look at business as, as something that is for the greater good of all, um, we have incredible success. Um, so... That's how Heart and Soul Branding was formed. And I have spent the last couple of years working uh, with business leaders and leadership teams, helping them figure out why, why their business is here and how can they impact change and what's meaningful to them. Yeah, that, that sounds really important. And you certainly make a compelling and convincing argument for 
why a business would be interested on many levels in doing that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And before, when we were talking about your process and some of the, um, like the immersions with the horses where you bring people in and let them work with the horses with no, no, uh, no way of forcing the horse to do anything. It's, it's, it's called working at Liberty and it's no ropes and no halters and, and nothing just, just the truth, <laughs> just, mm -hmm. just, just you and the horse. Um, what kinds of things come up when you put someone in a situation with a horse and, and ask them to interact with the animal? All kinds of things come up. I mean, essentially, when you do not have control over a horse, which you don't when the horse is at liberty, he is his own boss in that moment. When you don't have control and you can't control him with a whip or a, a, a halter or a bit or whatever it is, um, what comes up for the human is tension, tension in the body. Um, because when we can't control things, we have tension. And uh, that tension is usually connected to your past in some way um, and some limiting belief you have about life. So, you know, I would work with somebody to identify the tension in the body and really go into that tension and understand what is the source of that tension. And it's always from your past. Um, so in working and in, in coaching them through that and understanding what it is, is the first step of releasing it and, you know, doing exercises to breathe through it, to let go, to trust, and then to come back to the horse and do the same exercise, this time from a place of great peace and groundedness and trust and connectedness, um, this is where the horse wants to meet us. So what seemed like an impossible exercise, like asking a horse to walk beside you at liberty, which is, if you've ever tried it, is really almost impossible, especially when you don't know the horse, um, to be able to come back to that exercise within you know a very short period of time and experience a shift in your own inner self your your energy inside and the horse who is constantly reading energy because that's what horses read um, experiences you differently and then when you offer an invitation to walk forward with the horse he'll join you in that invitation because now you're, he's in a state of connectedness with you which is what horses are always looking for harmony and unity through connectedness with the herd, with all things. Um, so, yeah, it's it can be profound, you know. Instead of years of therapy where you're sitting, uh, cognitive therapy where you're analyzing situations and looking uh, at the why and trying to figure it out with your brain, it's actually a, an experiential uh, thing that happens inside your body. And so it's an instant shift so it's very very powerful and it's a very fast way to break through your own limitations to understand where the tensions lie in your body in your life and those tensions are very limiting on in terms of your self-growth and accessing the truth about yourself you know a lot of people feel powerless around horses uh they're big powerful animals and uh when they can't control the horse a lot of feelings of powerlessness come up and so, you know, it, it, that exists in your business life. Uh, where do I feel powerless there too? And so if we can find a way through that, um, you can find your own way through that 
when that tension comes up in your business. Yeah, I find it so fascinating how we can apply what we learn with horses or, or probably other animals. I'm more familiar with horses um, in this way, I guess, as are you. But, you know, we were talking the other day in preparation for this interview about how even learning to be playful around the horses can then translate into other relationships and elsewhere in your life. And it's it's just so fascinating to me. And I, I feel like I wish everybody could have this experience. I hear you. I mean, I do too. And, you know, it's like it's like it's one thing you need to learn and it can apply to every context. And I'm in this journey right now, so I'm still learning it right now, right? Like, this thing that I'm speaking about, about being able to connect with your own body and notice when there is tension arising in your body and what is the source of that tension. It's generally some negative thing that happened in your past that is now limiting your potential in this moment and in the future. Um, for me, this is my work in every context of my life. So it's at work right now with my new horse, um, who has been challenging, if that's the right word I want to use, but he's been a great teacher for me in that sense. Um, you know, it's in that relationship. It's in my relationship with my partner. It's in my relationship with my body and my health. It's the same in my business as I'm facing launching my own brand right now, my own company, which I want to grow uh, eventually into a global cosmetics brand. Um, that is purpose-driven for women around women's empowerment, um, you know, that's a big thing to set out to do in life. And it scares me at times. It's like, shoot, can I really do this? You know, am I really cut out for this? So I get triggered and, and my stories about myself that aren't true and about my own power and my own ability in the world come up. And so, you know, in that moment, I'm able again to tune into my body and say, who, where's the tension? And what is the source of that? What's the story from the past? Where in the past did I feel powerless in this moment? You know, it, it enables me to not be stopped and, and by my limiting beliefs about myself. And so the horse taught me this. I learned this from my first horse, Romeo. By the way, his name, Bucky, I changed to Romeo. <laughs> to Romeo, um, very nice. He was my my the, my love. And, uh, you know, he was the one who taught me about my own body and my own connection to uh, the tension in my body, as well as the interconnectedness of myself to everything. Yeah, you know, interesting as you're talking about forming a new company and moving forward into this unknown and you brought up story the, the the stories of our past that we tell ourselves that aren't true but it happens to everyone where you start hearing this voice saying whatever it's saying um you know what right do you have to start a global cosmetics company you right and it sounds to me like you're saying your process for working through that is, is first awareness and then just differentiated truth from the story. Is that, is that how you do that? Yeah. I mean, to notice first, to be very aware of my body and the tension in my body and then asking the question, what's behind that tension for me, that always gives me the answer of something in my past, which is not true about me right? Like right. I'm powerless or, you know, I'm not smart enough or I'm 
not good enough or whatever it is. There's basically, I think, about six things that we all say about ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, when you can identify that, oh, it's not really true that nobody wants to join me on this journey. I don't know if I should bring politics in it, but into it, but even now as, we, as our country is going through this great division, you know, ultimately we all want the same thing. I don't care if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat or what you support. Ultimately, human beings, we want to be connected. We want to be emotionally fulfilled. We want to feel loved. We want to feel of value. Every single person on this planet wants to feel those things. So we're all the same. And, you know, the vulnerability of sharing your journey and being honest about all of this difficulty we come up against, it lets us know that we're not alone. And it's important to know that we're all the same. We are all the same. And I, I really, I, I think I'm going to end on that. That that was beautiful. And I, I really want to thank you for sharing that and for being on the show today. Um, I, I really loved hearing everything that you had to say. So thank you, Michelle. You are so welcome. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening to the show. My guest was Michelle Goff. She is the owner of Heart and Soul Branding. And you can find this complete interview and links to her website on our website, readysetgrit.com. And um, thanks again for joining us. And please tune in again next week at the same time for more inspirational stories and tips for creating the life of your dreams. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.